Hello, you're listening to One Seat at a Time, where you'll hear the gospel with songs, messages, Bible discussions, interviews, and much, much more. And now, here's your host, Odell Turner. Well, hello, folks. Again, another week has come, and we're here with our podcast program. I am your host, Odell, and this is One Seed at a Time. We're just really excited to have you tuned in with us today. The Lord's laid this message up on our heart, and we're just ready to give it. I am so excited what the Lord's doing in this day that we're living in today. Amen. As much as going on bad, the Lord's got a great word for his people. Amen. I'm not going to spend much time. I want you to get a pen and a piece of paper and write this down in case you want to contact us. So while we're talking here, be getting something to write it down. We're going to give you our email address so you can do that. We'd like to thank every one of you that's, again, told us that you're listening. We love you. We're glad to have you tuned in. We want you to continue to do that. We'd also like for that you share the link to your friends and neighbors, and hopefully they'll hear something that'll help them too. All right. Our email address is kyjava1997 at bellsouth.net. We're going to break that down a little easier for you. It's kyja V is in Victor, A, 1997, at bellsouth.net. We'd love to hear from you. Send us any prayer requests. Send us in any kind of message you'd like to. We would love to hear from you, and we will absolutely pray over your prayer request. My wife and I will take that before the Lord, and we believe that God will heal. We're not going to spend much time because we got uh, quite a bit we want to cover. Uh, the Lord, like I said, laid this burn, burning up on my heart, uh, this word that he has given me. Uh, I want to preach to you today uh, a message from Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. But before I do, I'm going to say the title of this message today. Listen to me closely. It's called No Hope, False Hope, True Hope. Again, it's No Hope, False Hope, True Hope. Amen. And it reads like this. If you got your Bibles and want to follow along, I pray that you do follow along with us. It reads like this, starting in the 11th verse. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a particular people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Amen. If you'll bow your heads, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Pray along with us, if you will. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. 
We thank you, Lord, for everything that you bestowed upon us. Lord, we thank you you brought us back again this week for your precious word. We ask you, Lord, that you would just anoint our lips and let us speak the true word of God as it is meant to be spoken this day. And Lord, those that it's meant to hear it, Lord, I pray that you will open up the ears, Lord, of every man, woman, boy, or girl that's under the sound of our voice. And Lord, I pray that the mighty power of the Holy Ghost, Lord, will come down in a mighty way and let them feel and know that you are their God. And Lord, I'm praying, Lord, right now that you'll help us paint this picture, bring this message out, Lord, as you would have it done. And we ask it all in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. No hope, false hope, true hope. There are those today without hope, while others have false hope. Is there a true hope that we can depend on? We're going to Get into the Word and dissect that up for you today. The Word of God says much about hope, but never does it use the term to mean uncertainty or doubt. There's never, ever going to be uncertainty or doubt used in the Word of God where the word of hope is being used. It is wrong to use the scriptural term to say I hope I am a Christian. As much as it would be for me to say, I hope I'm an American. I do not hope to be something that I know I am already am. I'm a man. I would never say that I hope I would be a man. I am a man. So it would be wrong for me to say that. Folks, I'm here to tell you that we need hope in our life, but we need true hope. Let's talk a little bit about no hope. According to God's word, there are those today who are described as having no hope and without God in the world. You can see that. Just turn your TVs on and watch the news. There's shootings after shootings and there's Thefts and all kinds of stuff I've seen on TV where they're robbing trains now in California, breaking glass in jewelry stores and stealing jewelry, shooting police officers. All this week we've had several police officers shot and killed, murdered on their job. We have a people that has no hope and without God in this world. Folks, you say, how do you know that they're without God in this world? Look at the sin that is in our world and the way that it's taken over in all these towns and cities and all the places in this world. Not only here in America, but abroad, overseas. We got Russia trying to start a war. We got all these places, amen, that's causing problems. We just how sin is about in all this world. But I'm here to tell you, as much as there's people that don't have hope, we're going to talk about hope a little bit more. So stay tuned with me. Stay in there with me. God himself recognized the necessity 
of hope for human souls. After all, in Genesis chapter 3, after Adam and Eve had sinned, they were without hope. They began to realize that they were naked. Why? Because the light had shined upon them and they realized they had sinned. You say, what do you mean about the light? Well, the light, they had been condemned. They knew they were naked and they began to know that they had done wrong. So they had no hope. But God conceded it to the need of man and gave Adam hope again in the latter part of Genesis chapter 3. So as much as there's people today that doesn't have hope, there can be hope for them. But unfortunately, there's people today that just does not have hope in this world. And for some, they may not have hope, and they may die lost and go to a devil's hell. You know, some people don't like for me. I preached last week about heaven or hell, and a lot of people, I have had some people tell me they didn't really like to hear that. Well, people don't like to hear it. They'd much rather hear somebody preach about love and all the great things of the world. But unfortunately, there is people that have no hope. And I heard Brother Jimmy Swaggart preaching today. I was listening to him uh, on the TV, and he was preaching, and it was an old crusade. And he said, you know, you ain't going to like what I'm preaching, but I'm here to tell you there's a building on fire and a lot of people in this building, and I'm just trying to get you out before you die. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people, and what he was saying he wasn't meaning there was an actual building that was burning and that people need to get out. He was talking about there's people that's in in a, a, a symbolic building that's lost and don't know the Lord, and we need to get you out. That's why we're preaching about hell and why we're preaching about no hope. In Ephesians, the second chapter in the 11th and 12th verse, Paul discusses those who had no hope being with out God in the world. Now the 11th verse said, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. But ever since the origin of man Man has put his hope in either one or more gods. You know, I, I really thought about Baal and when they started talking about their God could do anything and when they went to the altar and they was going to pray that their God would burn up and consume this sacrifice and they kept praying to their God. They, they, they just couldn't get anything to happen and all of a sudden... Uh, uh, the prophet of God began to pray and he said, Lord, before I do, or he may not have said it like that, but he took the water and poured buckets of water around, dug a trench around the sacrifice and, and poured water in there. And he poured water on the sacrifice and on the altar and saturated in water. And then he prayed and the Lord sent down a fire right out of the sky, right out of heaven, consumed not only the sacrifice, but 
licked up the water. You know what? A lot of people put their hopes in other gods. Some people's gods may be their boat that they go fishing in. Other people's gods may be sports that they play every weekend and don't go to church. I don't know what your God is, but anything you put before our Heavenly Father becomes your God. You can't serve two gods. You'll love one and hate the other. There's no way. He said, I'd rather you be lukewarm. Or I mean, I'd rather you be hot or cold than lukewarm. You can't straddle the fence. There's no way. You'll love one or the other. However, we must admit that there's still those who are distraught without hope and without God in this world. You know, again, I don't like preaching messages always like this. This is not, I didn't just wake up and say, I want to preach this message today. But I preach this message because the Lord laid on my heart. I'm begging out for you today. Those that don't have the hope, listen to me. Because there is hope, and we're going to talk about that just a little later, so stay with me. Sadly, one of the major causes of death among teenagers is still suicide. My pastor was telling us a story about it, and I'd already heard it before that, but he was telling us about it a week or so ago, about a mother whose teenage daughter was in the hospital down around Nashville, 60-something miles from here, from Bowling Green, Kentucky, in Tennessee, and she was really in bad condition. She'd been down there with her, and they'd been sitting there, and she was going to come home and take a shower and clean up and refresh so she could go back get a little rest. When she went home to take the shower and clean up, she got to her home, opened the door, and her teenage son was lying in the floor. He had taken his own life, committed suicide. Folks, there is a generation of young people that are killing themselves. Why? Because they feel like they have no hope. What a terrible thing for young and old alike to be without hope. I have been there. I have lived a, a time in my life when depression came up on me and that dark cloud made me feel like taking my own life. Why? Because Satan had begun to control my life and give me doubt. And I, I felt like there was no hope. And really at that time there was no hope because I didn't have Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Listen, if you're out there listening to me today and you don't know the Lord is your Savior, and you're without hope, you can have it. I want you to stay with me. Well, let's talk about false hope. Let's see what the Word of God says. In Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say unto me, let me go back, maybe I, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, 
and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Jesus is that rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Folks, let me tell you something. You can do whatever you want. There's some of you, no doubt, going to say, I ain't listening to you, preacher. You have that right. The Bible said it's an individual way. You have to work out your own salvation. But one day, when the floods come and your foundation hasn't been built upon that rock, and your foundation's built upon the sand, it's going to tumble, it's going to fall, and great's going to be your fall. Sadly, those who have false hope are more numerous and worse off than those having no hope. They are not found only in the dark corners of South America or some foreign country. Many who have false hope can be found right in our own communities. Yes, false hope is far worse than no hope at all. A man who finds himself hopeless can be inclined to accept true hope. But one that has false hope must admit his hope was vain before he will accept another. False hope seems to be self-sufficient until times of testing come. Now, when Baal, when, when they were praying to their God, and, and uh, they were praying to Baal, they were being tested, and, and their God done nothing, absolutely nothing. But I'm here to tell you, folks, the God that we serve today will do more than just burn up the sacrifice. He'll burn up the water and the sacrifice, clear it all up. Why did he do that? Just to show that he was God. You know, it is a true thing. You can't tell somebody that's serving a false God. I, I read some things this week, and it really disturbed my soul that people that call themselves so-called Christians that believed in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior were following other teachings from prophets or so-called, let me say, so-called prophets like the false teachings of Islamic, believing in Allah or believing in the 
religions of other false teachings. It just, you cannot do that. There's no way that you can serve two gods. Folks, I'm here to tell you there's only one. And our God sent his son Jesus that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Many men and women have found that their hope was mere vanity when troubles arose. Those who have false hope not built upon firm foundation are like the foolish man that we read there, built their their houses up on sand. The drunkard who thinks that he can quit at any time he likes has false hope. The dope addict who thinks that he can escape his problems by getting high has false hopes. The thief who thinks he can steal without consequences has false hope. Folks, I'm here to tell you, the devil will try to tell you, you can do it. You can smoke that dope or you can do that drug and that's fine. You'll be okay. False hopes. There's nothing in this world that can take care of you except Jesus Christ. The church member who thinks that baptism, membership, or deeds is all that is necessary to escape hell has false hopes. Our pastor preached Wednesday night at our church and he talked about this, that you can't, when you get saved, the baptism of the water is not going to save you. Membership, signing a book, is not going to save you. The deeds you do at your church is not going to save you. You can't escape hell. That's false hopes. Only through Jesus. The rebellious child who disobeys his or her parents and thinks that he or she has gotten away with their actions, has false hopes. The Bible even talks about honoring your father and mother. And if you do good towards your parents, it says your days will be added to. But I'm here to tell you, if you don't, your days will be shortened. The husband or wife who is unfaithful, yet thinks they are clever enough to get away with their actions, has false hope. There's also those who believe in religion without Christ. They have false hope. Some people think that they can believe in Buddha, and Buddha will take care of them. You know, they just can't do that. False hopes. Without Christ, the Bible says there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In God's word, Elias' son were evil. But they, since they were born into prominent families, they thought they could get away with their actions, but they had false hope. Even wisdom that is not found upon the fear of God is vanity and vexation of spirit. Ecclesiastics, um, the first chapter and 18th verse, I believe that's, yeah, the first chapter and 18th verse, in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth, increaseth sorrow. Now, folks, 
I want you to listen to me. I'm not trying to get on you. I want you to make it to heaven. I want to see you when I get there. That's why I'm telling you these things. Let's talk a little bit about true hope. In Titus chapter 2 and verse 13. Titus 2, 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Looking for that blessed hope. Did you hear what he said? The blessed hope. What is true hope? It is the only one regarded to salvation. The only one. There is no other hope but the blessed hope. Looking for his glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's read what it says in Titus chapter 3 and verse 7. That being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Listen to me, folks. You can put your hope in everything in this world, but unless you put it in Jesus, you'll not have that great eternal life. Oh, you'll have eternal life, all right, but it'll be eternal life. Actually, I was wrong. I misquoted that. You won't have eternal life. Eternal life through Jesus in heaven. You'll have eternal death, which is in hell. But it'll be eternity, is what I meant to say. Hebrews 6 and 18 says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Now listen to what it said. It said, by the two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to hold, lay hold upon the hope set before us. Now, folks, in First Peter, the third chapter, in the third verse said, Whose adorning, let uh, it not be that outward adorning of plaiting the hair or wearing of gold or putting on the apparel. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this matter, in the old time, the holy woman also, who trusteth in God, adorned himself being in subjection unto their own husbands. 1 Peter 3 and 15 says, But sanctify the Lord, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts 
and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. True hope can only be found in Christ. In 1 Peter 3.15, it says that, Be ready with your answer to every man that asks your reason for the hope. Can you give such an answer today? Do you have such a hope is what I'd like to ask you. Folks, I know I haven't maybe preached like that you might suspect that I should, but I believe without a shadow of a doubt that somebody need to hear this word today. And you know what? I need your prayers as well. My body is under a lot of affliction, and I've, I've got some sicknesses here, and it is affecting me. I, I, I'm having a struggle trying to preach and feeling these pains and things, so I need you to pray for me. But I have hope that Christ Jesus died on Calvary's cross, not only that I could be saved, but that I could, by his stripes, that I could be healed. And I know the Lord's going to take care of me and give me strength on down the road. But I'd ask that you pray for me. I need your prayers today. I want to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want you to understand one thing. There is no hope, false hope, and true hope. Which do you have today? Do you have such a hope? Bow your heads with us, or however you want to do it, pray along with us. Meditate upon the Lord. Lord Jesus, I know that somebody needed this word or you would not have gave it to me. Now, there may be thousands of people who hear this podcast, and there may be only one person that needs it. I don't know. You do. And Lord, I know that you'll cause that person that needs to hear it or persons, you'll have them to hear it because your word doesn't go out void. Lord, I ask you right now that you'll just go and bless those that's listening and use them. Let them be lifted up and let them understand that time is running out. And if there ever was a time today, they need to turn to you. It is today. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to say to you, again, that we're glad to have you tuned into our podcast. Again, if you'd like to write to us, you can send us an email at kyjava1997 at bellsouth.net. We hope to have you tuned in again next week. Pray for us. We'll pray for you. God bless you. Until next week.